You're listening to the Femme Codes podcast, a sacred space for your erotic embodiment and sensual empowerment. Here I share the codes for leading radical women into their highest expressions of self, into leading turned on orgasmic lives. Hello loves, welcome to episode 5 of the Femme Codes podcast. I am your host Samaya and for those of you that might not know me or if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I am a feminine embodiment mentor working in the fields of sacred sexuality, all things feminine and erotic embodiment. So if you've been here before, hello again. Good to see you back and if you haven't, welcome, welcome, welcome. This podcast is going to be all about five codes for devoting yourself to your pleasure. And essentially with this, what I mean is really putting your pleasure first, prioritizing your pleasure and devoting yourself to it. And this is something that I feel is deeply important for those who are women, those who don't identify with gender but have a female body or are gender fluid. I feel like this is something that has been lost over time. And for me, my own personal story with this is that I was never taught that pleasure was okay. I would never had anyone speaking about pleasure, speaking about sexuality as being okay as a thing that could catapult us into different realms of existing, into feeling more ecstatic and more turned on and alive in our bodies, to feeling more in tune with who we are and everything around us. So when we grow up in a society that doesn't teach us to put our pleasure first, and instead teaches us that we should work really hard to make anything happen, that we should actually burn out or overdo it because that is what gives us reward, that is what gives you success. Or when we're taught to um, not express our pleasure, when maybe you were taught as a child to know that sexuality is not okay or it is not something that is per se natural even though it's where we come from, right? So... This is a a reminder to taking back your pleasure, to putting it first and putting yourself first with that. So you can think of pleasure as being in a relationship. You can think of your pleasure as being in intimacy with it. If you neglect it or ignore it, disregard it, disrespect it, it will leave you or it will cease to show up for you, right? Just like a lover. If you neglect a lover, they're going to be like, "Uh, okay, I'm out of here. This isn't serving me if they know what's good for them. And it's if you love it and you tend to it, just like you would another's heart, it will bloom, right? So it's like also building a business, for example. If you do absolutely nothing to help it grow, of course, you get to have your ease and your pleasure within that. But if you just say, okay, I'm going to launch a business, And then you leave it there for three months, then six months, then 12 months. Will that business go? No, because no one knows about it for one. Two, there's nothing behind it. There's probably no products that have been made behind it or whatever it is that you're offering, right? It's like if you leave a flower, it'll die. And the same is with your pleasure. If you tend and you nurture your pleasure, if you put it first, if you devote yourself to allowing pleasure to be a a daily practice, a space in which you drop into and you get really wildly, deliciously tapped into your own essence with. 
then your devotion will become like water to your roots and it will bloom. So code number one is seeing yourself as a goddess. And for some of us, this might sound wild. Uh, when I first heard the word goddess, I was like, mm, mm, doesn't really, didn't really sit right with me. There was nothing that I felt like I could grasp onto. And it wasn't until I actually started embracing my body, liberating my body, liberating my pussy and actually connecting to my own goddess within and taking time out to really honor myself that I was like, oh, actually, I really resonate with this now. Because when we think of a goddess, I often think back to the days of mm, Cleopatra when she was just getting luxuriated by the people around her, fanning her, feeding her fruit and grapes and whatever else that she was receiving, right? And from what I could see, there was not a single part of her that did not love that. She would lay back and she would fully let herself receive in this pleasure. And, and with this reclamation, we also come from the goddess. We come from the mother, right? We come from the feminine. We come from a woman. We come from a goddess. It's how all beings are born. It's how we all come into the world. And back in the days of matriarchy, this was also a thing where this was really worshipped. This was really honoured. This was really a space to equally be celebrated. Um, And it has been lost during the times of patriarchy, and that is what it is. But we now have a choice to really allow ourselves to celebrate and to honour the deliciousness of our bodies, to honour our power, to fully receive and to move from a space of empowerment and intentional liberation for the feminine because it is a fucking bold move to reclaim this part of you over a world that we celebrate patriarchy which is um you can see that written in the underlays of how we're often told to not be too much don't dress this way don't show too much skin behave be a good girl um don't do this or Here's this product here to make you more beautiful because you're not already good enough, right? All of these um, wild, psychological, conditioned programs that are constantly being played out instead of a massive movement for women being in their power, in their essence, treating their bodies right, putting their pleasure in their sexuality first, tuning into their bodies, listening and listening to their pussies and really just tapping into this. So this is a radical act of rebellion that I invite you to take on. Evoke your inner goddess. Let her play and watch the magic unfold. So code number two, do what works for you. What might work for someone else might not work for you. And this is the beautiful thing about being a human being and exploring this human experience and doing the human things is that None of us are ever the same. We all live in different bodies. We all have different preferences. We all have unique flavors, essences. We all feel differently and move differently moment to moment to moment. And what might happen sometimes with people is that we try something and because it didn't work the first time or we didn't enjoy it the first time, automatically we're like, nope, nope, not going there again. Uh -uh." And what happened for me was the first time I ever used a pleasure wand, I never used it again, (laughs) not for a long time, because 
It was way too girthy for me at the time and I was only just starting to get into pleasure practices and I also wasn't aware of how to intentionally open my body to actually receive before. So that is something that I can say from experience. Try different things and feel what feels right to your body. I ended up going for a smaller one later on and it was the best thing ever. I couldn't stay away from it. I literally couldn't keep it out of my hands. So you can explore differently here. You can explore with curiosity. You can let yourself expand through curiosity without a goal and find something that turns you on. Find the things that activate the feeling of pleasure and sensation in your body, in your pussy, in your whole being. You can do this through exploring with pleasure ones, uh, asking if you feel cold to them or are you more cold to simple pleasure practices like sensuality and feeling and lush candles and delicious scents and silk around your body and adorning yourself in that way. Or maybe you feel cold to just explore your body, to just touch and do some mirror work. Maybe you're cold to trying new things to exploring different sexual arts, tools, and practices for expanding your sexual energy. So find what works for you, explore, get really curious, and let it lead you because you will find that different things turn you on differently, different things feel good to you at different phases in your life, at different times of the day, and after exploring, you'll be able to find out what actually works for you and what pleasure feels good to you and intuitively move with that. And code number three. So this is a favorite of mine because this is something that helped me expand beyond I could even beyond what I could even imagine. Getting a mentor, getting a coach, getting an expander that is going to allow you to level up and take your pleasure to the next level, to take your body to the next level. So these are major expanders for our collective. I myself chose to become a mentor because I discovered this on a call with another coach and it was completely unintended. The coach was actually for a different business and through that I actually realized like, oh, I don't even want to do this. This doesn't align with me anymore. This isn't what my soul pulls for. Actually, I want to do feminine embodiment mentoring because that's what I feel like I should be doing on this earth. This is where I feel like it's deepest and the most turned on for me to serve. This is what I get wet for. So that happened to me and through other mentors and coaches, I've also had a lot of expansive codes come through because others who are leaders, others who are mentors, coaches, they hold different codes for all of us. They all hold a different medicine, a different energy that can expand us beyond what we can even believe sometimes, beyond what we even think that we need. We go on looking for something and we come out completely different, right? And it's not even so much that they allow us to expand. It's more so that they mirror back to us what is already within us, waiting to have a reflection for it to come through. So finding someone who embodies the energy of what you're wanting to expand within. I know many mentors, many coaches that work in this field that are incredible. So if you find someone that you resonate, choose someone. I myself do one-on-one work and I offer three-month containers and six-week containers for deep dives into your pleasure and your eros. So if you ever feel interested in one of those, you can apply on my page for that on Instagram. And when you're doing this, looking for integrity and looking for a residence, Because your intuition will always know who is right for you. 
Code number four, unveiling the shadow. So I truly believe that our deepest liberation lies within our deepest shadows. And the deepest, darkest hollows of the shadows is where our deepest liberation lies. And one of these that I believe is sexuality, along with women owning their pleasure, being sexual, being expressive in their pleasure. It all sort of goes into the same sort of um, box and space. So know that we've mostly been taught about our pleasure and our sexuality through a profited system and we've mostly been taught through patriarchal standards and the porn industries. We haven't really had the sacred education to allow us to liberate and to really reclaim the magic and the eros that lives within us. So with this comes shame, with this comes borders on how we express and how we are in the bedroom and how we have sexual intimacy. With this comes suppression in our own sexuality, in self-pleasure, in the way that we feel about our bodies. Uh, Even the witches back in the day were burnt just for expressing themselves in a way um, that was slightly sexual or expressing themselves in a way that wasn't deemed as correct or right in the eyes of those who were supposedly in charge. So in our shadow lies feminine liberation. This is where you can start to see a portal to where you might have uh, blocked yourself in any way, maybe your pleasure, maybe your sensuality, where you maybe hide it or you're afraid of it or where our bodies cramp down and respond in fear in certain situations or in intimacy, um, even during self-pleasure. It's a portal that allows us to see where we get to reclaim it, where we get to reclaim our pleasure and the sexuality that lives in our bodies. So you can do this through self-exploration, through moving through your own shadow work. So for those of you that don't know what shadow work is, it is going into the depths of your suppressed places, into the parts of you that you might reject or the parts of you that are deemed as less okay or judged by yourself. It's often the parts of us that we often wish we didn't have or the parts of us that are very deep, very down that we can't even see that they're blocking us in our bodies. And baby, does it get sticky sometimes? Is it scary? Fuck yeah. Is it difficult sometimes? Fuck yeah. But you get up and you do it anyway. You soldier on and you do it anyway. You give yourself love and compassion. You know that you are strong enough to handle anything in this world. So reflecting on this, reflecting on where you might feel blocked in your body, in your sexuality, around your pussy, or even where you might feel like you block yourself from pleasure throughout the day. And reflecting on these so you can see where you can expand to be in a new state of being, to let more pleasure in. Where can you shift? Where can you let more pleasure in? Even today, where can you let more pleasure in just today after listening to this podcast? Where can you let more of it in through the week? Is it taking um, more time to create a practice for yourself? Is it taking more time to self-pleasure? Is it taking more time to have a spa day or have a bath at home and luxuriate yourself in rose petals and sensual oils over the shadowy thoughts in the head that might say pleasure is wrong or you don't have time for this today or whatever the thoughts and limitations that come through our head. Can you choose to reflect and to instead choose a different space to play in? 
because you are so, so worthy of it. You're a goddess, you're a queen. Go and give yourself some pleasure. Go and play with your shadows. Go and create a space where pleasure gets to be at the front line of your living because you deserve it. And code number five, make pleasure a non-negotiable. So this, my loves, means no ifs or buts. Yes, you're human. Yes, we all slip up. Yes, we all go into days where we feel a bit sticky and we don't feel like getting out of bed. We're all human. Yes, 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 absolutely. And I'm honoring and loving you in your human always. But the code here is, you ready? It's knowing when this is the case, when you're just in your human, you've had a bad day, it happens here and there, or when you've been derailing yourself into habitual habits again because of an old shadow or something that hasn't been moved through and it's becoming an actual habit that hasn't been given the space to be rewired and recoded, reprogrammed. It's getting down and dirty with prioritizing this. It's knowing when you've had a bad day compared to when the same thing keeps happening again because um, we're not willing to look at it or we've kind of pushed it to the side and we just think like, oh yeah, that's fine, that'll stay over there, just put it over there, (laughs) put something over it, let's never look at it again. It's knowing when that's the case or when it's a repetitive pattern that actually should be moved, that actually should be evolved into something that truly serves you, your magic, your pleasure and your body. So schedule it in if you have to. Schedule in your pleasure. Make it a part of your morning or maybe even your evening practice if that feels good to you. Tie it into your yoga. Tie in some sensual um, feeling into your yoga if that feels good to you and gives you pleasure. Put it first. Listen to your body. And the more that you open, the more that you listen to your body, the more that it will start to pull you effortlessly. The more that actually your body and your mind will start to click and they'll be like, oh, this feels good. I like this. This makes me feel good because when you have a day without your pleasure um, being a priority or when you have like a few days or whatever it might be, you'll start to feel the difference of this dip compared to that high and that that juicy feeling of feeling in your body, of feeling indulged in the moment, of feeling open to pleasure and being able to play in that. And you can think of this as if we don't know how something feels in our body, if we've spent our whole entire lives feeling um, either suppressed or cut off to our feminine essence, to our pussies, to our pleasure, to our sexual energy, then in truth, a majority of us don't know what high pleasure feels like in the body, what open orgasmic pleasure feels like in the body. We might have experienced it briefly. We might have experienced it in the midst of an orgasm, but even then, when we do, they are often orgasms that create a loss of energy in the body rather than an explosion and an expansion of energy in the body that lasts for so much more longer, that lasts for days. So majority of us have experienced pleasure in a way that isn't to its fullest potential. And for those of us that have, it is something we'll never forget because it is a reclamation of coming back home to oneself. But first, we need to break those habitual patterns. This means the rushing throughout the day, noticing when you're rushing through to work or through um, your day, through making um, a chai or a coffee or in the kitchen or um, A to B, noticing when you're rushing. 
Noticing when your breath is shallow, when you're not breathing properly. This is a huge one. When we don't breathe properly, we don't get enough oxygen. We don't get enough energy moving through our bodies to, to move stagnant energy that's already within the body. We don't have enough spaciousness to rest our nervous system, which actually is a huge key player in how we receive and feel pleasure in the body. So noticing when your breath is short and maybe like <laughs> instead of <sighs> like long, deep breaths, So instead of feeling like our pleasure doesn't matter as much as this or that throughout the day, know that it is foundational. Pleasure is foundational. And you can even feel this in a way when a woman walks into the room and she has this glow about her. She has this this feeling of open energy. She loves her body. She lets herself feel. She lets herself be open to the world, to life. You can feel that energetic difference between that and someone who might walk into a room and they feel very closed. They feel really maybe angry at life or um, unhappy or stressed out. You can feel that energy. And this is how, this is similar to how pleasure will work in the body. It will bring a glow about you. It allows you to become more of you. It accentuates your feminine, your radiance. And the more that you can invite this, the more that that becomes your reality, the more that you get to not only look radiant, like, yes, that is one piece, but you get to feel radiance to your core and every cell of your being. So start to create a space where you can fall in love with it, where pleasure doesn't become so much of a chore, so much of another thing that is added to the list that we think that we have to do, but instead something that is seen as foundational. Something that allows you to awaken your feminine, awaken your sexual energy in the body, to allow more aliveness to be expressed and felt through you, to open your heart even. Pleasure is a tool that can also open the heart space. Because if I know one thing, if humans can scroll for hours in a day, if we can scroll, 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 I know you've been there, sister. (laughs) If we can do that for hours in a day, we can prioritize pleasure as well. We can spend those hours also playing with pleasure. So here's your invitation to put your orgasms first, to put your exploration first, to put your practice first, to put you first. 